In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We're all the way up. And this is going to blow your mind, guys. The album 96. Ooh, we are at 96. Whoa. That is crazy. This is REM's automatic for the people. Guys, REM, that's like when James Bond emailed his boss about M and the boss replied. Replied what? R-E-M. That was the subject. Oh, oh, like in the email. Oh, Oh, we're we're doing email jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Email subject line jokes. All right. right, Yeah, that's great. Top 96 roll. episodes, you say? Huh? Wait for know. wait for next wait for next week's episode where they blind CC EM. Oh no, I'm working on my Spanish blind CC. Um, listen, I'm going to edit that so the huge gap where you guys stare at me is going to be shrunk down. So it sounds like it was so funny it didn't hit right away. You got any like inner office uh, envelope jokes or something we can talk about next, Rob? Oh, how's your how's your fax machine joke game, Rob? Let's, yeah. let's oh really my god. Good. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of somebody asked me, somebody asked me for, you know, can I have your contact information today? And I said, okay. Yeah. And then one of the things was facts. I just put N a <laughs> well, facts. I mean, faxes aren't even a thing anymore. Are they? I, I, I bought one of those off eBay. I bought a fax machine and every time it would come out and it would say like, Oh, Sherlock Holmes. And I was like, Oh, I got duped. This is a fiction machine. Fictions machine, fictions machine, not a fax machine. Listen, we don't have time for this. Let's get into K Rob. K R B. Let's just turn on the radio here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob. K R O B. Listen, it's been a minute since I've sung a song about Matt, so let's oh. hear oh, one right now. This song is all about Matt's favorite thing to do on the oh. internet. Oh yeah. Oh. The sleeves <laughs> are long. Yes. And it might, might be something someone's outgrown. (laughs) (laughs) And they put it up for sale. Charles, 1342 at eBay.com. 99% satisfaction. Yes. A sweatshirt in the mail. God, a great great it causes a brightness in his eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a double knit sweatshirt that Matt buys. <laughs> no Matt song in so long. <laughs> But he's still part of the show. <laughs> we can't let him go. Oh no. Oh no. Cause his friends leave all the voicemails. This isn't right. When you wanna hear about the greatest albums of all time. This isn't right. There is part of me that is concerned when Matt finished the 500 list, that if we get to 100, he's gonna have an announcement. I'm gonna be honest. We gotta be nice to see how it is. Yep. He can't can't win, Russell. Once again, Russell. 
You always do this to me. You Back always better. come in and you spoil all of my bits. You spoil them all. <laughs> you the, stole Matt's Your material. calling card. The I don't want to do this podcast bit. It's, 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 oh, it's yeah, a version it's a bit. of Matt's stolen valor, but yeah. <laughs> you steal all those bits. Listen. Guys, if stealing Valor is going to Top Gun in full Navy regalia and letting people salute me, then I guess I'm stealing Valor. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Consider it stolen. Yeah. Also in a wheelchair dressed up like 4th of July. I mean. Oh, no. Listen, what? The Tom Cruise movie. Man. I got confused. Are, am I the only one who got a uh, Top Gun little medal at the premiere? No. Am I the only oh, one? You guys no. see in my Top Gun <laughs> medal? I'm showing it to you guys. Oh, a little pin. Congratulations. For my stolen Valor jacket that I wear congratulations. out. Congratulations. On, on the medal, it says most dick put in the popcorn. That I don't even. Why would they award that? Excuse me. It's not the Air Force. I'm actually a Navy fighter pilot. <laughs> Idiots. Top Gun's not the Air Force. It's the Navy. That would explain why this popcorn is soaking wet. It doesn't, <laughs> uh, listen, oh, guys, no. <laughs> we talk about the top albums and we're talking, I'm talking, I got three guys here to talk about REM's automatic for the people this week. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing guys? Now, Aaron, did you hear about this one? Tell me, is Matt having lettuce for lunch? Rob is impersonating <laughs> Elvis. Hey baby. This <laughs> podcast loves languages. Touch. Oh, oh, so good. much. That was deep. That, there were layers on top of, of layers yeah. of that one. Do you like that? Uh, I've Big got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? It, you know, Rob, just excellent. Thanks for having me as always. Nice. And I've got in from the Bay Area. Okay. I've got Aaron. Shit, guys. Hang on a second. I forgot my shirt by the water's edge. I'll be right back. <laughs> Night swimming. <laughs> Is this going to be a complete skinny dipping episode, or are we waiting till that song? We, we can just start with it, Rob. Right? Just start with the skinny dipping. Yeah, we're going to go. All right, everyone, shirts off. We'll start with the shirts. Yeah. Is there anything scarier than skinny dipping when you're not circumcised? You just oh, know it looks so tasty to fish. What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, listen. We don't have time for this. We got to get into this. Let's get into tonight's voicemail. Oh no! We got dumb shits back on the line. Oh yeah, there's some nice to call us. Dumb shits, just like dumb shits. What? There's nothing wrong with your podcast player. This is the clip I chose. Did Matt make this or did you make this? This is this is still Matt's song. I'm picking bits, but this I picked these so late at night, guys. In fact, I'm starting to think I wrote all these jokes very late at night. All right. Hey, fellas. Aaron from Minneapolis. I thought I'd call and leave a voicemail. I was listening to the radio the other day, and Don't Stop Me Now by Queen came on. The kids and I were rocking out, and Mm -hmm. I thought, man, I am surprised there's been no Queen on the list yet. Not a huge Queen fan, but I feel like they've got some serious (sighs) singers. And they're great. So maybe they just don't have, like, one album that really sticks out. But my question is, we're almost at 100 albums. What artist or group have you been surprised is not shown up on the list yet? Pretty sure I know what Matt's going to say, but maybe he'll surprise me. But that is my question. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Bye. Listen, 
first of all, don't say we, okay? You're not on the podcast. You're not on every episode. This You've done like five it's, albums. It's like okay? when people act like they're on the basketball team. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Just because you wear a full jersey to the game along with a naval uniform you can change into later doesn't mean you're actually part of the team. Yeah. You're not part of the Air Force or the Navy. <laughs> great question. I appreciate the call. So, yeah, what album? It is a great question. This came up from me. We heard Queen uh, a week ago. We were out for lunch. And heard Queen and had the same conversation. Are they on the list and why not? I think A Night at the Opera is probably their best selling album. 128. Yep. 128. Yeah. Oh, so coming they're up. coming up. They're coming up, but they didn't make the top 100. I just don't think they have many total solid albums, right? I think their albums are kind of like for every for every bicycle or whatever, there's something you've never heard of where they're going crazy on a synthesizer or whatever. I'd say like, about 13% of the stuff we've listened were not solid albums, so they had no business being <laughs> yeah. ahead of any Queen album. Like, if you took Queen's worst album, I don't even know what it is, and you throw that Bohemian Rhapsody song on it, that's better than 13% of what we listened to, right? 13%. And, at least. and just in case you're Very interested, specific. in case you're interested, feel free to go back and listen to our catalog. Okay. Russ doesn't mean that, that they're all bad albums. There's actually some good albums. Uh, and some of the worst albums are actually our best episodes. So don't, uh, quickly looking through, I mean like Taylor Swift, you know, we've got some newer ones lately. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think 1989 is an unbelievable album. If you listen to it, it's kind of like when we heard, uh, lemonade by Beyonce, like when it went going into it, I was like, there's no way this is going to be any, anywhere good. And you listen to like, Banger after banger. Same thing with 1989 by Taylor Swift. Banger. 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 Lemonade's going to be number one next time they do this list. There's no Beastie Boys yet. I think they're extremely influential, kind of in the mid to late 80s into the 90s for where a lot of things went. There's no U2. I hate U2. I like U2. (laughs) But as a band and how influential and how many albums they've sold everything there's no u2 in the top 100 that's i, I agree with that goofy. i was gonna say u2 i knew it was gonna make Matt mad but i think u2 i listen joshua tree is a top 100 album that's ridiculous yeah. that's not on here yep and then i think the last one i'm seeing you know tom petty uh passed away recently i don't think you fully understand tom petty until you listen to like all of a sudden i mean yeah and you hear how every he's kind of like prince where you all of a sudden I don't know if people really thought Prince was that influential until he died, you know, kind of the common folk. And then mm-hmm. you heard how many people were like, oh my goodness, he was like the best yeah. ever. And he was so influential and stuff. And I feel like Tom Petty's kind of the same way for a bunch of rock artists. Do you think they, do you think the hardest part of Tom Petty's death was somebody having to identify that he was actually dead? They're like, well, <laughs> he's, he's, he's very white. Uh, he kind looks of pale. Kind of bony. A little emaciated. He's, he's, a little emaciated. He doesn't look great. Yeah. <laughs> but I am. I, hmm, is he dead or? Because <laughs> he always kind of looked like Undertaker, didn't he? It's actually really hard from a data standpoint to know if someone's dead or not. If you've ever tried to deal with that at all, it's like f- figuring out if someone's actually what? dead is actually it's a lot harder than you think. I mean, even well, how, do you, how do you normally? Yeah, yeah. How do you go, normally go, go on. Now I need you to go on. I'm, tell not, really tell. About that. I'm not talking <laughs> about looking at a corpse and knowing if it's like, dead. But I'm talking about temperatures like, or what are you if doing? Like, if you give like if you if you send someone a list of a hundred people and say, "Tell me which of these people are dead," they're not going to get them all correct. It's it's hard to do to know if somebody's oh dead God. or not. This is this is what tough. happens when I'm not leading the conversation here, hey, Russell. <laughs> what would you say? What would you say for what artist you'd want to listen to? And please don't mention how hard it is to figure out if people are dead or not. There, there are two of them I would like to bring up. But first, I want to give Matt some props because Matt brought up or, or actually our caller. I want to give our caller some props, too. Um, I just Googled the best bands ever. And here's who pops up first in a Google search. The Beatles, The Stones, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, The Who, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, U2, which Matt mentioned, ACDC, Queen, 
Black Sabbath was the next one up on the list. Black Sabbath, Radiohead, the Ramones. So we've covered most of these Wait, bands so far, what right? What about Earth, Wind, and Fire or Funkadelic? Wait, I just put, all those bands just, have something in common. That seems I odd. Think, that's fair, Aaron. I just I googled it. That's very yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah, I think Aaron's white about something, but I can't figure out what it is with these bands that everybody loves on the internet. It's so weird. So so the two that jumped out to me, the first one is the album that jumps out to me that I think, I don't know if it should have been up here, but I think, I don't know where it's at on the list. Maybe Matt can check it out, but we maybe mentioned this before. I think Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. You go back and look mm-hmm. at the songs that are on Doggy Style. Yeah. There's just hit after hit and super awesome songs. And part of me wonders if, if let's say Snoop Dogg made four albums and then called it quits, this would be way up there. I just think he's kind of become a parody of himself. So people don't want to put him that high, but you, I think top to bottom, it's better than the chronic. I think the chronic. Yeah. We brought it up a like, couple of times, but, but the problem is yeah. the, the problem is right. Is that I don't think, I think when they're picking rap, they've been picking the influential ones, not the, I mean, did Snoop Dogg, did doggy style really influence anything? I mean, he's so unique. That sound, I don't know. It's it was kind huge. Of, yeah, it was huge, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, from an overall like number of hits on an album, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's at 340, by the way. Uh, I'm trying to click here just to see. But here's just some, some of the song. songs Gin and Juice, yeah. Lottie Dottie. Oh, the uh, the G Funk intro is huge. Murder was the case. Who am I? What's my name? Ain't no Jeez, fun. Right? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, yeah. It's a murderer's right. row of, of yes. hit, hit songs, isn't it? Yeah. And, yes, and for Russell, sure. it's got nothing to do with the fact that, that album came out when you were like 13, right? There's no way that in the 13 <laughs> to 18 age range is what we you think what, all good you albums are. You know what, though, are. Rob? bring our listeners behind the scenes. We got a heads up that this question was coming, but like what other way is, is there for us to relate and say, Hey, this is the one I really think needs to be there. Like I'm not going to pick something from the fifties or something like that. I, I, I have no relation to that music. That's why we're listening to the list is to be exposed to new music that we haven't listened to before. So the only thing I can go to is go to back to what I grew up with. I like what you're saying, exposed to nudes music. I'm, the I'm other one I'm going to say, and I don't even know this is on the list. I have a feeling it won't be on the list, and I know I'm going to get mocked for it. And I'm not saying it should be up this high, but you know who I want to hear eventually <clears throat> is Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Oh, there are, nice. There are, hits, nice. there are hits all over that one, too. And I know nice. it's not like this influential album, but if you look at it, you got Living on a Prayer, Wanted, Dead or Alive, You Give Love mm-hmm. a Bad Name. There are hits all over that. And I know, I know this isn't a popularity. It's not the biggest commercial hits, but that's a, that's that album's got rocking songs all over it. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's, that's it must have been, it, it, that had to have been number five Oh one on the list. Yeah, that was it. It, <laughs> it just doesn't make really it. It had to have been five. If there's someone who, who sat down with me over a beer and told me they like Radiohead more than that album, we wouldn't be having a second <laughs> beer. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> that would be hold the on end a of sec. our hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I got to get a, uh, Notebook and right there. <laughs> oh no! Back could end our next half hour early. Easier much, when having easier. a beer with Russell. Okay, okay, we can continue. <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I, um, I think that uh, I have a, I had a. Well, I feel like I say something about this every week about the artists uh, we, that we, I we, we edit that, 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 that part should out. be up there already. A lot out. We edited a lot, um, a lot. But I think I think Russell is onto something with Bon Jovi because the artist that I thought of last week uh, is Madonna, and mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't done I don't know I don't know Madonna's albums well enough to know which one should be up there. But she was so big. But I feel like the '80s get. I feel like the people who made this list put a lot of stuff from the 80s on that's sort of like niche, you know, so from, from the yeah. 80s, we get Talking Kate Heads, Bush. we get Kate Bush, 
Yeah, and they sort right. of look down at pop music from the 80s. But then it's right. cool to put on pop music from the 2000s because that makes yeah. us cool. I, I mean, yeah. for, for whatever reason. But Madonna's number one for me. And then I would say the two albums that I would put in the top 100 that we have not heard and may not hear at all are Willie Nelson, Redheaded Stranger yes. and Nina Simone, Pastel Blues. Both of those should, to me, be in the top 100. So Willie Nelson's at 237. So we will get to that one. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Redheaded Blues and then Nina Simone. Which one? I think Pastel Blues would be, I mean, that's okay, her first album. One, yeah, there's Wild is the Wind uh, is at 212. Okay, Nina so Simone, she's going to, so. I mean, that's not the top, top half. That's pretty good. Listen, yeah. guys, I, Matt has said it before. And of course, Matt's the smartest guy on the podcast. He's saying the smart stuff. There has yet to be country represented on this list. And when yeah. I think of the greatest country album of all time, it's only got the greatest opening of all time. What do you got? Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Yes. Live Wilson Prison. I mean, you can't beat it. a great album. It yeah, is, it is a tremendous album. It just, it, it I, I mean, it just is like this whole, like, genre yeah. of music boiled down, and it's a whole, it's a whole vibe. God, I love this album. I could listen to this all day, and I have, many times. Right. Yeah. So too. what are, what, yeah, what are the next countries? So one six, well, 164 is, is that album will be coming up at 164. Yes. Just so you know. We're, on, we're over halfway there, guys. <laughs> Just barely. 2023 or 2024, maybe. Oh, oh no. no. What a day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you one thing that, that album. I mean, that should at least be like 155 or letter or lower. Cause there's something called like, let it be by the replacements or something like that. Yeah, like, I, gotta, that's, I was going to say that should definitely be ahead of that. So it should definitely be at least 155. or. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot wait till we skip that album. Matt, yeah. I hate to do your own bit on you, but take your earphones out for a second. <laughs> okay, okay. Rob um, and Aaron, just a yeah. warning. I, You know how Aaron's poached my list a few times? I'm pretty sure Matt has named four of my bands on the list already today. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think I'm totally you're right. right. Impressive. He's screwing you over. Impressive. Yes, taking me out behind the woodshed here. <laughs> Russell, I'm drinking all this Sprite, so I don't know if that's coming up later, too. We'll oh, see. Shit. You never know. All right, man. Put your, put your headphones back on. Nope, Matt's gone. He's logged off of Zoom. That's too bad. <laughs> Listen, let's podcast. get into rolling going. Normally, I have a joke to move to that segment, but there's no joke about the top 100 albums. Rob, how do you get a hold of the Beckline? That person was nice enough to call in. How do you get a hold of it? 802-277-BECK. 802-277. You can call or text, but honestly, just call. Don't text. <laughs> it's so much easier when you call it. I can just download that voicemail, put it right in. And speaking of which, guys, I've got a voicemail for my rolling going to start today oh, because oh. I've got big news. Big news? From the voicemail line. Well, yes, kind of. let's hear it. Hey, guys. It's Matt, uh, New York's favorite foot freak. Um, just got one question for you today. Uh, what kind of person do you think uses a Samsung podcast? Uh, that's it. <laughs> so we have somehow <laughs> blown up. So I sat down one morning and I do what I always do. Yes. Okay. I put on my noise canceling headphones to ignore my family. And I looked at her downloads. Okay. Which I do more often than I would like to admit. And I looked and I saw that in one day. Now, normally in one day we'll get, you know, the first couple of days we'll get maybe a hundred, maybe 150. One day we had 1800 downloads. What? 1800 downloads. That's like Russ's. That's like if all of Russ's old Bumble dates listened at once and they were all like, wait, I went to the new, the victory theater with Russell. I want to listen to this too. 
It's either that or it's my blood alcohol after we get done recording two episodes tonight. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's just going to be Aaron and I at the end. So here's the thing, is that we got 1,800 in one day. And I, I texted the guys and I said, listen, I think somebody at my work found this podcast and I'm fired. So goodbye. This will be the end. I'll have more time to vote for this. But we basically blew up. And it turns out the reason is, is that this podcast was featured Okay, right next to Aaron's favorite podcast, Joe Rogan. We were right next to him on the Samsung podcast app. Yeah. To which all of us said, what the fuck is the Samsung podcast app? (laughs) And Russell, you did some investigation, okay? And we're not going to tell you whose phone you're looking at. It's not a big deal, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And how you knew the passcode to get in. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. I didn't know if you guys were iPhone guys or not. I'm like, I don't know if the Samsung app is only for Samsung phones. I'm assuming it is. But so I was looking at it and it, I spent like an hour trying to figure out how to get to the Samsung app on my phone. Cause I have a Samsung <laughs> Great. and I legit could not figure it out. Like I went to like the Google play store, tried to download mm-hmm. it, not on there. I went to the mm-hmm. Samsung, whatever you buy. I've never bought anything on the Samsung <laughs> app before. I didn't even oh. know there was one. Oh my God, Russell, I'm at the Samsung store all the time. It's, I love the stuff they have, like TVs maybe. And I want to say boom boxes, but they probably, they probably don't make those anymore. I actually used to go to the Samsung store a lot, but then they put my ice cream under lock and key. And I was like, F this, I'm out of here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I'm looking at the Samsung app and it, it says it's already down installed on my phone and I'm looking and it's not there. And so I'm, I'm looking through my phone, can't find it, good. can't find it. Good sign for us. It's not good. So then I um, uh, talked to a listener, a listener (laughs) who who also has a newer Samsung phone. And I was reading that newer Samsung phones come with this app that's called Samsung Free. So I just want to stop Russell right now. Yeah. This is how excited we get about our podcast is Russell is doing Samsung app related research where he is calling multiple people, begging people about. No, it's just so funny that we're like. Guys, we got more downloads than normal. And instantly we go into full like uh, Perry Mason mode. This almost ruined one of my nights with one of our listeners the other night. I'll just be honest about it. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry. I so fast. That normally doesn't happen. But I was thinking about all the downloads. That's what she said. Essentially, though, it turns out it's on this app, which is on all new Samsung phones. And you can get to it on old Samsung phones if you click a bunch of stuff that's really complicated. But you're right, Rob. I clicked on it and I found we were featured as a trending podcast right next to Joe Rogan. And the number one episode that was download, I mean, we had like hundreds of downloads of almost every episode, but the number one by far was our Stooges episode, which is the one that is currently released. And so I was like, okay, so we have 1,800 new listeners. They download the podcast. They're like, oh, wow, this Beck did it better. They got a professional looking logo. You know, let's listen to it. And I believe that's the episode where we did an improv skit if the Stooges were on mushrooms. (laughs) And at some point it involved a clear toilet because we started the episode talking about sitting on the toilet backwards. That's how we started with the backwards toilet. Uh, And then it's actually an AC Slater, Rob, if you remember, right? And then we went into a bit about Rube Goldberg machines and then mushrooms. And I would just like to read this part from the email that Russ wrote about the uh, episode where he said, and I quote, funny episode but there's a little too much uh, jacking off humor for me. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh, that's good that that's the one that's, that's getting out to the masses. So, so listen, for those of you listening on a Samsung app, okay, what the fuck are you doing? Like, think about what you're doing with your life. Delete the app, delete this podcast, get out of here. We don't need you. You're actually a loser. We don't want you. Okay, if you're listening on the Samsung app, fuck off. 
Okay, that's my message to everybody who's <laughs> you, listening. You, you're kind of onto something, Rob. Like, can you imagine if you went and bought a new Samsung phone and you're like, oh, I got this new app. All the podcasts are right here. And it's like, this mm-hmm. is what they're teeing up for me. I don't know about that. No, it's, Well, it's, how about this? How about this? If somebody who doesn't know us yeah. found us on the Samsung app, would you please call in? And anyone. Tell us, anyone. Like, yeah. Will you please call in and say like, just, just so we know how the hell you Listen, how can they call How can they call yeah. us, Rob? They can call it 802-277-BECK. Give me your Venmo. I'll Venmo you a dollar. I will yes. just Venmo you a dollar if you do that. That's your job is to see if any of you old ass people with new Samsung phones have downloaded us and then listened to an entire episode about AC Slater on a clear toilet. And then, uh, as Russell put it, all the jacking off humor and then listen to two more episodes into the future. I'll well, give right, you a At dollar. this point, yeah, we're three episodes beyond what they would have been initially exposed to. Yeah. So they're going to have to really have to hang on. For and a I while. can tell you. The number of people who listen to Samsung podcast apps and have Venmo is zero. Those Venn diagrams are two separate circles. They're a pair of glasses. Happy New Year's. You know what I mean? It's awful. Rolling going, Rosie. How's it going with you? It's been a good week. I've been trying to read again a little bit more, and uh, I really like weird fiction. I'm a big fan of Jeff Vandermeer's work, and I started to think, well, if I've if I like weird fiction, I should try to get into H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. So I'm trying to read Lovecraft. Obviously. Uh, Mountains of uh, I think it's called Mountains of Madness. I can't remember now. I, I should have written down the, the title of the book and I've got my phone locked to. I'm so fascinated with what you think because I've always podcast. wanted to re- read Lovecraft and I've never gotten around to it. And it's, should I, Aaron? Is it worth it? Is it worth my time? It's, I mean, so far it's great. It's about it. Well, strangely enough, it's about an Antarctic expedition where, where like weird shit starts happening. But of course you start thinking, okay, this guy was around in the twenties and thirties, you know, you, like mm-hmm. just, just don't look up his, don't look up his views on, no. you know, people and equality and things like that. That's yeah. Don't do HP that. He doesn't love um, so that's, everything craft. No, he doesn't, doesn't love everybody. No, unfortunately, but yeah, I like it. It's, I, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth a read out, but you know, I like weird fiction. I like the, the mind space it puts me in when I, when I can get there. How, how do you get your name? How do you think you can get your name to just be your two initials? Like, do you just say, oh, my name's HP or is his name something like maybe is his name Hanky Panky Lovecraft? Oh, my God, his name is Hanky Panky Lovecraft. (laughs) I think it might be if you're like a junior and you don't want to go by junior. So it'd be like if your dad's name was the same name, Rob, don't you and your dad have the same name? How how come you guys go by the same name? Listen, call me Mr. Call me. Call me Hanky Panky. Mr. Lovecraft. (laughs) (laughs) So can we call you like, well, you know. Rob's your name. So like Bob is, you know, typically Bob is the name. So yeah. Robbie, we call you like Bob Jr. We just call you BJ from now on. You, <laughs> Matt, we don't use last names on this podcast. How long oh, have you been thinking shit. of that joke? Man? <laughs> Damn it. That makes I me ruined you've been, it. You've had that in your back pocket for quite some time. Good afternoon. Like My it. name is RW Disco Ball. <laughs> RM blank. Hanky. Anky Panky Lovecraft sounds like a stripper name for somebody who just kind of gave up. Like they just looked at the words coming up next to the stage. It's Anky Panky Lovecraft. Quit your grinning and drop your linen. Hanky Panky. Quit your grinning and drop your linen. I thought it was like quit your whiffing and start your sniffing. I couldn't remember. No. That. Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Listen, I'm not sure. To all you Aaron. don't fucks with a Samsung podcast app. I'm so sorry. Aaron just said that. <laughs> Okay, I'm so Everybody sorry. Disclaimers, like in those porn magazines. At the I just think, right? I can't remember how the, how the thing goes. Uh, so yeah, we're trying to read Lovecraft at night, but it's a little bit spooky, and then I sometimes oh, forget Lovecraft, where I'm at. And, uh, 
But uh, the really exciting news for me is that um, I it's... got me a Cthulhu. It's as big as a whale. <laughs> See, you don't love crap. <laughs> to set sail. <laughs> yeah, Cthulhu doesn't appear in this one. I guess that's from another short story. I'm not going to get there yet. But there's some other, you know, paranormal kinds of activities. Well, that's that's too bad that there's two of them. You know, a paranormal. That's well, like two... <laughs> hello. No, I, yeah, I got it. I got it. I, I, I think we could. I, <laughs> I was what else give is you going on, Aaron? Uh, well, what's really exciting? So far. What's really exciting? So Aaron's rolling oh, going so far geez. is I'm reading a book. <laughs> well, this, isn't that the usual thing? I mean, the next, what's really, I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you what's really exciting, which is yeah, that and it's then he's like, And then season. he's like, oh, I fucked my bread machine and see what happened. <laughs> okay, too dirty. <laughs> no, Rob. The second part is always crazy. No, but... Well, when it's, you say no, it makes me want to come up with a scenario where he's being it's on stone fruit season, guys. This is such a fun what season. Is stone when the, fruit. When the nectarines start to come out and they're ripe, they're beautiful peaches. What? But once again, I'm always reminded, oh, fuck, it's stone fruit season. I haven't had my knives sharpened. No. What? <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> We're going to get a shirt that says Beck did it better on the front. On the back, it's going to say it's stone fruit season. <laughs> when stone fruit season happens, you got to have a sharp knife because... And I got to brush up on my technique too, because clingstone fruit tastes better than freestone fruit, but they're hard work, man. Like you got to like get know like, what a stone fruit <laughs> yeah, is. What, what is he saying? Yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to explain. Stone fruit. I don't know. Peaches. I feel I'm like, I'm a stone fruit right now. I have <laughs> you no said, idea you what said I'm like clingstone Yeah, fruit yeah. Cling, clingstone are the ones that, so, so peaches, plums, nectarines, those are the major ones. How would you and, rank them from what, from, from fir- worst mm. to, worst to first? Oh, uh, for me, it's uh, nectarines. Then plums and then peaches, number one. Oh, with God, a bullet. get the fuck out of here. Man. Have you yeah. ever had stone fruit before? How do you rank those stone fruits in that order? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my God. This is, a, this, guys, this is your number one stone fruit podcast now. But, <laughs> but, but clingstone fruit tastes better. Clingstone is harder to get off the pit. So as you're cutting into the, the freestone mm. fruit, I think it's probably like genetically engineered. It just comes right off the pit, no problem, but it doesn't taste as good. But tonight I was trying to cut up a nectarine for my son and I bruised it because my knife skills aren't there. And it was a beautiful, you know, delicious clingstone nectarine. But so I got to work on it. But I'm excited because it's stone fruit season. Matt, you, you have some thoughts. Do you? You can't possibly have thoughts about that. Can you? <laughs> I've got none. My brain is an empty void. Rosie, right I'm now. trying to I'm trying to talk over Rob so that you and I could just have this conversation. Yeah, I like it. I, mean, I think I get as excited as you get. About stone fruit, I get it about watermelon, and we're yes. coming into watermelon season. Yes, you get it. And me. I could eat, I think I could eat nothing but watermelon. Yes. Right? And I, yes. I really want to try for like yes. a week, just nothing but watermelon, <laughs> to see what happens. Oh, you know, please probably do. end Let's up like, report oh back. my God. Oh God. You just Kinda set Rob up for a ton of disgusting things. <laughs> I love it. Just get him out of your system, Rob. There's going to be nothing coming out of you that feels like a stone fruit if you're just eating watermelon for a week. I'll tell you what. It's going to be a disaster. I don't think you're supposed to eat the stone part of the stone fruit, though, are you? I don't don't usually, no. That's the only part I eat. I've been throwing everything else away. Man, But I will say, I I will rank it, Rosie. I will put a solid peach. I mean, the problem with peaches is you have to get them exactly... Perfect, right? Yep. I mean, like you yep. have to get them perfect. And my mother-in-law, yes. Patty, she's a loyal listener. For whatever reason, she's like an expert at finding. That's the mother-in-law that you didn't take to the Rolling Stones concert, right? <laughs> that's the yeah. one you okay. got. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one that doesn't want me to talk about my penis so much. 
That's the one. I wouldn't she say she's the only one. She's, she told you. That's right? not like Just, a lot of mother-in-laws I've seen online, I've noticed. Oh, wait, no, the stepmom. <laughs> I keep getting that confused. <laughs> so I don't know. So Ro- Rosie, these other guys, I mean, I, I feel your passion. I get it. And I think I'm with you. It's it's uh, fruit season. And I there's nothing worse than like really bad grapes. Oh, yeah. You know, if you go to the store yes. when they're out of out of season and really bad watermelon, when they're out, it, right? you know, they're trying yeah. to like, yeah, they're trying to get, oh, but we're coming into watermelon season. So I'm with you. I don't know, guys. What I, I got to be eating more fruit, I think. Yeah, you got to eat some stone fruit. You can figure fruit. out what's, I don't know. I mean, then, I mean but you're know. like, you live on an island. I mean, there's no fruit trees on your island, right? So, I mean, like. Well, nothing. no, there is the fruit stand. Okay. So this is a real super embarrassing story. There is a fruit stand guy on the island who runs the fruit stand. It's right by the subway. The problem is, is that it's humiliating because when I go to the fruit guy and I take a step toward him, the first thing he does is he grabs the bag of potatoes because that is the only thing I buy from the fruit guy is a bag of potatoes. (laughs) It's absolutely humiliating. And he tries, he tries to, he's like, Hey, do you want some strawberries or some bananas? And I was like, no, this is a bag of potatoes. It's just the one bag. And so everyone else is like, Oh, what are the kiwis? Like, what is this? Like, and I'm like, I'll I'll take the potatoes. You know, I'm going to make air fryer fries tonight. Like I'm not eating any stone fruit. I'm not doing anything else. It's absolutely the worst. There's nothing like going to, nothing like going to the farmer's market to throw it in an air fryer, right? Like the the beauty of going to the farmer's market to throw it in an air fryer. (laughs) Yep. I love it. Excuse me, do you have any more jalapeno poppers back there? <laughs> hmm, what are the mozzarella sticks like today? Hmm. Uh, Russ, rolling going, how's it going with you? Okay, yeah. So I went on a, a cool adventure the other night. Actually, the in downtown in the Minneapolis, they put up a mural of Prince. It was like seven years in, in the works, um, like seven-story high mural. I sent you guys a picture of it, but I went to this, and they had a, they had a DJ, they had a band. And I wanted to ask you guys some questions about like an outdoor festival or an outdoor concert mm-hmm. and see how you would react to some of those situations. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And Aaron, don't, don't say that you're going to hide in the porta potty. Don't say that. <laughs> Aaron, have you stopped hiding in the porta potties at outdoor festivals? I don't, I don't think I've ever hidden in it. Well, I probably, I probably have hidden in a porta potty. So you stopped. That's time. good. I'm glad yeah, you stopped. stopped. Okay, Russell, I'm so <laughs> sorry that Aaron interrupted you. So this was a great show. You get up there. There's a, a Prince, uh, or I don't know if you call them a cover band or whatever, but a band that was playing Prince music. I'll have to look up the name of it. I'll get it to you guys in a minute. But they were doing a great job playing amazing music. There was a couple thousand people there. It was food trucks, a great time and everything. But my first question is, at a concert or specifically an outdoor concert, what is someone's dancing radius? So like when you're dancing at a concert, are you allowed to like go outside of like a three foot? Are you allowed to move outside of the edges of your feet? Or if you're moving beyond like a three, four foot spot, is that too much? Or how much are you allowed to dance in an outdoor or even an indoor concert? First of all, let's be very clear. We all know there's a positive correlation between how far away from the stage you are and that radius, right? Okay. The yep. Closer to yep. the stage, the the the, far, the closer in the radius goes. I... I think when you're at an outdoor concert, you can take one step in a direction and then step back that way. I think that's what you have for radius. I think that's it. Matt. One step and, each way. Yep. And honestly, if your hands are going out past that when you're dancing, you got to dance smaller. You know what I mean? Like this, the hands shouldn't be moving that much anyway. We I should just it, be sitting there be bopping. I don't know. I think it depends on how sweaty you are. 
You know, the (laughs) more sweaty you are, the bigger, the smaller your radius needs to be. Does that mean you only get half a step? You get no steps if you're a sweaty person or not? I think, yeah, as the the night progresses and you become more and more drenched, you got to have to send some apology emails tomorrow then. (laughs) That's some smart shit, Aaron, because it is, there is nothing worse than being somewhere and the sweaty guy rubs up against you. It ruins your whole day. You cannot get that feeling out of your head. It's just like, it's the worst. I am a person who thinks about my spatial relation yes. and how it's being violated at all times when I'm at outdoor <laughs> You'd be surprised to know that. Fun guy. Everybody, yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it's Rob's point. At all times. If you really, I mean, it, it really depends, right? I mean, if you really want to be like a free-flowing hippie who's dancing and all this stuff, right? There's plenty of room in the back, and you can still see most of the time. There's usually big screen stuff like that. That's for you. If you want to get up close, you know what I mean? Like you just, you, it's a, it's this whole social contract yeah. thing, right? I mean, like you have no right to be throwing elbows into somebody else who's right next to you if everybody else is there, right? Now, so I mean, I, it, I always get the wide stance. You know, the people always start backing up into you. So I just, I mean, you guys are watching me. I always put my finger out. Let's just, just put my elbow in and put my finger out, you know, because as soon as somebody backs up and they touch, you know, that's, I mean, they're not going back any farther. That's, you know, and so you got to, you got to poke them in the back. Just say, to nope, let you know, you Matt get- has his hand below waist level. slightly. <laughs> Check it for oil. Seems wrong to me. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but again, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing, right? Like everybody's just trying to shuffle to get, and I'm shorter person. So I'm always trying to get a better view, you know, when I'm at these festivals, because there's always a taller person or somebody's got big hair or something, you know, so you're always trying to just get a good sight, but kind of keep it in line with, you know, everything else. You don't want to run up against somebody. And there's, I mean, obviously those those concerts where everybody is rushing the stage and things like that. I don't do those anymore because that's just silly at our age. But no, I think, I think, (laughs) I think, Russell, if you want to be a full on dance i mean you just gotta you have to take it upon yourself to go to the back and or find some yeah. open area but not invade other people's spaces now you had mentioned people with their phones up and everything my next question i had is oh god what is worst. your responsibility when you're at an outdoor festival and everyone's got their phones up but there's room for kind of people to maneuver to the middle if you want do you have to like not ever walk in front of everyone because they've got phones up and they're recording no, the whole concert absolutely just kiss my ass walk right in front of them. <laughs> Did you guys see, honestly, though, did you guys see this thing? Tiger was golfing, what was it, in the PGA? And then he he was in the crowd. So he hit an errant shot. He's in the crowd, right? And so there's this picture, and there's 50 people surrounding him, right? They're all within, let's just say, 10 yards of him. 49 of the people have their phone up and recording it. And there's yeah. one dude who's just holding the beer right in the front row. Watching it. That guy got life. a name, image, and likeness deal, and they made a commercial for him, like, you know, like, some people are here for the beer or something like, I don't forget what it is, but it was so awesome. It was so great. And now that guy's famous. And I wish I could get a signed picture from that guy. Cause it's so great. You know, Matt, you know, Matt, some people though, I was there for that actually. And I had my phone up, but I was um, looking at a Bing search for stuck in dryer. So that's, <laughs> I was holding different. it out, but I was trying to see it's true. It. a little different. Yeah. Way. You can't zoom in on videos. Do you know that? <laughs> I so, think I think the Bing app is right next to the Samsung app, about the one where you can't nobody can find it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. hidden. It's a secret. But I mean, like, right? There's there's two kinds of people, right? There's the people that just want the 15 seconds for their Insta, and then they're back to like the concert, right? Yeah, all good. Or like, hey, you're at some stage and somebody's like coming over to your side or something. Like, get a get your 10, 20 seconds, right? But it's the people that are holding up their phones 
for 9,000 hours. Mm. And we're going to get in trouble with one of our listeners because actually <laughs> music man, Mike, Mike, uh, magic Mike 69 has been recording these Pearl jam shows that he's at oh, and puts gosh. them on YouTube. And I love watching. I'm talking out of the both sides of my mouth a little bit here, but, but he is not like holding it up and doing, you know, like he's Russell. He, we know that you're the guy with the iPad in the front, holding up the iPad and taking yeah. a video with it. That's I even, I even have like that. a, I even have like a selfie light. So I've got lighting oh. on me. So I've oh, got a ring light. Yeah. I'm, I'm, nice. I look, I don't want to so have too many shadows. Did you have, a, did you have an experience, Russell, where some, with somebody like holding the phone up light. so you couldn't see anything? I or? think when you go to an outdoor, so when you go to an indoor concert, it's like stadium seating. So really there's not yeah. usually stuff right in front of you. But when you're outdoors and everyone's mm-hmm. just standing, it's like a block party. Everyone's on the yep. same street. And so you kind of have to maneuver and stand certain angles to see. But when 30% of the people have phones up, it's like, wait, am I allowed to walk in front of these people to get to the middle? Or do I... Can I not walk anywhere? I, it's it's hard to know what you're able to do. Have you ever watched a video from a concert that you took? Like I've I've taken videos at like the Michael Jackson concert. I've never once watched it. Why would I? It's it's oh hmm. I want to relive my memory in a slightly shaky frame, and the sound is bad, <laughs> and it's mostly just me breathing in the background. It's like <gasps> yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm gonna say there is one instance and this I was and what I was referring to it Krista from Kirsten from Edina mm-hmm. had one where she was at a concert a JT concert and she was like on the rail but like on a far out part of the stage and JT came around right and so she got a video with him and all this she's like five feet away from him Jonathan cool Taylor to, Thomas I think he goes yep. by JT JT yeah is this you know with goth those are my favorite episodes of Home Improvement. <laughs> when you went gone. You know, so like, that's cool, right? I mean, I don't know, but like, watching, watching from 15 rows back, I mean, a concert or something, it's just, it's worthless, you know, if, if you ask me. So do you think my son loves, do you think my son loves Jesus? He's all dressed up like goth. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> all of my concert going was pre cell phone camera era. I don't even like how many, like when I was going to it's, first app, Rosie, I'm gonna say, Hey, next concert you go to be, be prepared. I mean, like amazing. it's amazing. I didn't even know ridiculous. This. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I'm, I, I'm going to edit this out, but just, do you think anyone's ever made a Wilson from home improvement glory hole joke? Where if you pan the camera down, his erect penis is sticking through the fence. <laughs> and he's, and he's wearing like a, uh, a, a red cable flash condom. <laughs> plaid. I mean, plaid. Not plaid. cable flash, plaid. You can only see half of that head, too. That's brilliant. <laughs> there's, a, there's another fence down below. It's like he's like in the glory hole, and then there's a fence in front of the glory hole. And it's, just like it's like just like here, you can see it's just just a little yeah. bit, so you can't quite identify it. Right. <laughs> I also ran into it. We were talking about people with the phones. There was a guy standing a few feet over from me, and he was one of the people recording the songs. And then he had, was looking at the video and started playing the video for oh, so God. for about forty five seconds instead of listening to the live band. No, I was no. listening to this guy's music blaring through his phone, and he just complete unawareness that hey, I'm ruining this for other people. Oh my Not God! Good. I I would tap him on the shoulder and be like, Hey, you're ruining this for other people. <laughs> like I would just tell him like. <laughs> You, you actually absolutely cannot replay what I just saw. It would be like, never mind. I, I, it's just this. Okay. Yeah, listen, if you're going to make a sex tape, you don't watch it right after, right? You don't <laughs> no. watch it. Like you don't just get done and be like, Oh, you know what we should do is watch what we just did. Like I drank so much coffee before we did this. I thought it was going to work out fine. It didn't. 
What? <laughs> the hole in the fence was too big, it turned out. <laughs> that was a problem. Too big. What does that even mean? Uh, sorry, Russell. Rolling going, who else has got something Matt. Matt? Matt, what's up? I don't have much this week. Um, my well, question for you guys. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to figure this out because I we went out for uh, my wife's birthday yesterday and we were we were at a place. Rob, you and I went there, a place called Rosalia in uh, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be the best pizza that I've ever had. It's- I've been there a number of times. But then I got to thinking because the boys were asking, like, is there is there really a bad pizza? Have you guys had bad pizza? And is there a kind of bad pizza? And I'm talking about like frozen pizza, stuffed crust, deep dish, thin crust. Is there a bad pizza out there? I'm, yeah, did you guys have did you get, did you guys have those rectangle slices on your school lunch tray? They were like oh, soggy yeah. and kind yeah. of gray on the yep. top. That was bad. I, that was bad pizza. That, that could be bad. Mass that produced was, like that. that. Yeah. But at the time, was it bad for you? No. I don't think so. At the time, I tell was you what, the most delicious I tell you thing what, ever. I've got my favorite day of my favorite day of the week. Rosie is Tuesday nights because Tuesday nights I don't have to make lunch for the boys for the next morning because Wednesday is pizza day. Yes. And that's yep. the only one. <laughs> yes. that the boys will do the hot delete. lunch for. So I don't have to make all I got I got to do this. Aaron salt, has salt. the same thing. He's like, "Oh, Tuesday night. This is great cuz Wednesday is stone fruit day. My kid is going to go crazy on <laughs> this thing." Peaches, pears. Yeah. But I just I just don't pears. I can't, I mean like there might be a couple like really bad frozen pizzas but like a good jack's pizza like four bucks and a jack's you know for a jack actually i have a hot take on pizzas that are not good you guys ready to hear this hot take i want to hear it this is what i came for i think sausage pizza is horrible i think any pizza from any pizza place that is a sausage only pizza is awful like why would anyone get a sausage pizza over pepperoni or anything else that was available anyone who gets a sausage pizza Get the fuck out of here. You have terrible <laughs> taste in food. Then Russell goes on the internet, looks to see what a pepperoni looks like when it's not cut up. And he's like, oh my God, it's a sausage. I, my whole life is a lie. <laughs> Russell, that gets my hot take and bake of the week. That was a great pizza yes. take. Sausage is think? garbage. And so are olives. I, I mean, People I, who are putting olives on pizza, oh, please oh, go download your Sam's. I mean, yeah, I olives, you know black I, olives, Kalamata olives, think, green olives with pepperoni. Just load them on there. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think Godfather's might be bad pizza, and I think that might be where Russell's <laughs> sausage issues come from because. Don't say sausage issues. We don't need to talk about my sausage issues. I don't have roommates for a year. We don't need to talk about my sausage sausage issues. issues. They use those little tiny sausages that are kind of gross. You know, you don't need to like completely sell me down the river. Talk about my little sausage issues. that have like the big, craggy, you know, kinds of sausage. Like those bit that like they put them on there raw in big clumps. That's what I like. Tim, uh, neighbor, I'm having little sausage issues. <laughs> so I know I think Godfather's might be bad pizza, but I haven't had it for many years. So I, I was trying to make a pizza dough nude, and this gloopy mess got on me, and I can't get it off. And you know what Tim would say? Oh, <laughs> needs more flour. <laughs> needs more flour. This <laughs> is our home improvement episode. That's where we're at. <laughs> so, so Aaron, what are so you say? Godfather's. I think Matt they might says be there bad. is no bad pizza. How about you, Rob? You're just saying olives. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Have you ever tried to make your own crust of a pizza and then cook that pizza on a grill? And then that crust immediately goes from a perfectly thin, (laughs) nice crust to a A misshapen Quasimodo type 
pizza that none of your family will eat, even though you put all this time in and got poke holes in that crust, Rob. It's got to poke holes in that crust. If only anyone on here knew something about making pizzas. I just, I cannot make a good homemade pizza and dough to save my life. It is absolutely, it's, I'll it's tell a you, the, the, be, the, the, the biggest, don't try to make your own dough. Just go up to a, I think we've, we've probably talked about this. Go yeah, to a pizza we 1, place. percent half. Yeah. Go to a pizza place. <laughs> But we have new listeners now. They need to hear yeah. this. Tell them. Yeah. All you Say, Samsung listen, I've got a little sausage problem. I need some dough. Please. <laughs> either go either go to your pizza place and say, look, can I just buy a, uh, a ball of dough? Let them, you know, they've done all the work. Or mm-hmm. there's places that sell them. Most places just sell them. They'll give it to you for five bucks or something like that and go from there. Don't make your own dough. Worthless. And don't Home- use your own little sausages. So thoughts. Yeah. Homemade pizza or homemade cake. What is better? Homemade pizza or homemade cake? Homemade, homemade cake. cake. Homemade cake. Yeah. yeah. Homemade pizza so. is never, never, yeah. ever good. Pizzas no. never work out. No, great. No. Yeah. I've never had good luck making no. pizza. And, the, and it's always like, you're like, oh, this will be good. And then somehow you put too much cheese on there. And you're like, wait, I've never had. And it's like thick and wet. And it's like, I don't. You know what else I don't like in pizza? This is going to be another hot take. Uh-oh. People who cut their pizza in not in a triangular fashion and cut in like squares all the way what? across. Party cutting. Hey, who, who loves the, the middle of the pizza where you have nothing to grab onto? Like what? cut it like a triangle, like a normal pizza. It's, what the hell? Party cut. Come on. It's you didn't love Russell, you, right. you didn't love bills and basils back in the day with the party cut? Like those little squares. It's like a, it's party like eating, a, it's like eating a potato chip. You just like one, like oh, one whole bills square so at a time. Good. Yeah. I was going to argue against you, Russ, and say Euro, no. Euro that, pizza right now. <laughs> that Euro pizza, right? Yeah, I was like, I was like, Russell, you're wrong because, and then I realized what I like is the piece on the edge with the crust and everything. Yeah, that's what you want. Like no one, no, everyone man, just picks like around cut. those middle ones the you're whole right. time. Oh, I you're love right. the party cut. I'll eat, you guys, we should get together and eat pizza. I'll eat the middle pieces. You guys can eat the outside pieces. It's great. Aaron's probably the guy who's like, oh, yes, I like the new way Subway cuts their bread for a sandwich. Get out of here, Aaron. The old way is better. <laughs> the and they still legally they, have to do that There's a new way? This, they still legally have to do the old way if you ask, okay? And you can actually make quite a scene, okay? And be like, oh, do you think I served four years in the Navy for you not to make this sandwich the way I want to? What is the new way of cutting the bread? Yeah, I didn't know I, there was I, a new I, way. They yeah. used, used to like cut, cut like a bowl out of the middle of it, right? Okay. So first of all, I can tell you guys are not big fat guys because you do not, you have not thought extensively about how Subway cuts their sandwich. Subway now cuts their sandwich like a Muppet's head, right? Where you cut it and it becomes the mouth. It's like this. Okay. It's time to put on makeup. It's the time sub- to dress up right. The Subway used to cut their sandwiches. We were, I like to call the Mr. T style where they would take a mohawk out of the top, lift that up, stuff it full of kind like meatballs and meatball like sauce. Bowl, right? Yeah, and then put that little tiny Mr. T mohawk strip back on, and boom, you had a sandwich that you could grab. You could fondle it. You could work the shaft of the work sandwich the like crazy, <laughs> and there is none of that meatball juice is going to come out. You can have as many little sausages. Is this like 20 years ago they did this? Because I, I guess I've always just thought they just sliced it right down the middle. Okay. Like I don't want to sound weird. 27 years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That doesn't sound weird. Don't worry about that, Rob. But I remember for a while, they're like, well, we'll cut it the old way if you want us to. And I'd always ask them to. God, they hated me. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You're a sandwich artist and you're not doing commissions, I guess. Get out of here. Listen, we're talking about the album. We are talking about. Aaron, Aaron. What? Let's talk about some music. Aaron, I I don't like if Aaron's not going to say, let's talk about some music. Is this a music podcast? Yeah. Let's talk about some music. Yeah. 
We are talking about REM's automatic for the people. So REM at this point, you've got to understand where REM is, right? They have come out. The album before this was Out of Time, which had the song Losing My Religion on it, a song I saw on MTV approximately one million times, right? Before that, the album was Green with Orange Crush and Stand. And before that, the album was Document with The One I Love and It's the End of the World. So they've had three albums, bangers, and they toured like crazy for Green. And after Out of Time, Michael Stipe said, I'm not touring. I'm exhausted. I'm not going to do it. They only got bigger without touring uh, for Losing My Religion. And so now out comes this album, Automatic for the People. Michael Stipe, they don't tour at all for this album. Michael Stipe does absolutely no press for this album. And what's weird is that all the R.E.M. songs before it, I mean, if you think about like Orange Crush or Stand, they're almost like jokey, like fun kind of, like it's almost like a They Might Be Giants vibe where it's kind of like a, a just a, a happy go lucky. And all of a sudden this album comes out and everybody's like, oh, this is a different R.E.M. from what we've heard before. There's, it's not this pop sound. And basically, it's, it's a lot of ballads on this album. It's, it's darker. But what you're listening to with this album is R.E.M. at the absolute height of their creativity. In fact, after this, they only really had one hit single, which is what's the uh, frequency Kenneth, which honestly, when you listen to that, you're like, oh, this isn't actually that good. It was just a weird I love song. that song. I do too. I like Deep that guitar. Yeah, that's oh, a great Okay, song. well, I yeah, guess I, I like that one. Okay, listen to this. Isolate this. I was wrong. Oh, there we go. I said that. Um, basically, like this, this album is all about Michael Stipe is kind of like I he's he's dealing with death. There's there's something going on where it's just this dark song after dark song, and because of that, a lot of people thought that Michael Stipe had uh, AIDS during this when this album came out, and because he wouldn't come out and talk to people, they said, "Oh, he's sickly." And listen, look at these lyrics. Everything's. Terrible. And Michael Stipe, to his credit, said, you know, I'm not even going to comment on it because anything I say can be taken, you know, negatively. And I don't want to stigmatize this stuff, but it's just so ridiculous. But listen to this album. It is pretty much what, what did you guys think of this? The mood of this album feels like a college band that has grown up big time and has seen it all and is mm-hmm. now just like. F it, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm feeling right now. And I've got the, you know, we, we always talk about this, right? Like, so the first album is all, it's like you got 10 years of this backlog, right? And you got all these hits from when you were a kid all the way up, and you could put them in your first album. So the second album's hard, right? But you're still trying to put out hits and create a buzz and create a band. And, you know, but once you reach that plateau where you're like, well, you know, I'm Michael Stipe. I could walk into any record store. You know, I can walk in anywhere. Mm-hmm. People are going to listen to what I have to say. Well, then you start really getting into the deep, dark uh, bowels of these guys' minds and what they really want to get out. And that's what I think comes out here. And I think they 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 got the permission to do it um, from losing my religion. That was such a big hit. Yeah. You know, and like you said, Rob, I mean, you saw it on MTV. I mean, it was like depressing, you know, yeah. watching them dance around in that room. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So that's the, that's the band that I thought REM was. Yes. I had no idea that this was the kind of band they were until you started hearing some of the older stuff yeah. from the mid 80s. So, so first up, dream. we have Drive. Oof. So a lot of this, this is a rough has- start for me. Like, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't enjoy the, the opening moments of the album. Really? I think this song is a banger. It's I a little too song. like seventies rock. It just sounds like the Eagles or something to me. I love the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. 
So you'll hear string arrangement on a lot of this album. And the strings on this album are actually done by Don Paul Jones, the bass player from Led Zeppelin. Oh, from Zeppelin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Like, I felt like Aaron doesn't like this because he was never good at hide and go seek and people be, Ali, 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 income free. That's right. That's uh, I was, <laughs> I was terrible at hide and seek. Because <laughs> I was poking my My head was always poking out. It's like, I was always terrible because I'd be like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Let's chat. You want to hang out? You want to do you want to just talk for a little bit? What are you gonna do? And everybody's like, oh no, I have to go home. Try not to breathe. I will try not to burn. I can hold these inside. I will hold He basically said the song was about his grandma who was passing away at the time, and he's like I wanted to sing a song from her perspective. It's like, whoa, what a bummer. I, I, uh, again, I didn't know a lot about this band until like probably the 2000s kind of a thing. Like when I found out that they were from Georgia mm-hmm. and they're kind of a Southern, same thing with Tom Petty, right? I mean, he's from Jacksonville, Florida, all this stuff. Like you kind of start to feel where that Southern rock comes in and you kind of get to where they're at. Like I had no idea that's where they're from. And now every time I hear songs like the first two, I'm like, oh, I can totally hear the Southern rock kind of uh, vibe that they've got coming and where they came from. And so Again, it's like it keeps turning new pages with REM, and you keep getting more and more information from them. For me, again, because all I wanted to do was get rid of that uh, "Losing My Religion" song. I wish I never would have heard that song by them because I think I would have liked them a lot, a lot more. Totally, I'm I'm in the same boat with you, Aaron. You referenced kind of the vibe at the very beginning. What? When do you think you listened to this song? That was the thing I kept going back and forth in my head was trying to understand when. When? What type of mood is this supposed to put you in? When do you listen to this? I mean, it sort of worked for me as background music, but I, otherwise yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not it's not something I'd want to put on for any real. If vibe, I came I home know. and my loved ones were listening to this as background music, I'd be like, hey, whatever you want to talk about, let me know. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm here for you. Let him, you could you could unload but like, me. It, it worked better for me. It worked better for me first thing in the morning than any other time. Like first thing in the morning. And it's like if, if I'm making coffee or in the kitchen, it's like it's kind of OK for that. Well, I actually think I know the answer to the question oh, of when you're oh, supposed to listen to it because okay. booze and vinyl, automatic for the people, is in booze and vinyl. And if we're at 96 and there's any album in the book, we got to cover it, right? We're, we're getting yep. to the point where there's yep. going to be nothing left. 1,000%. So this says, before you drop the needle, you should water your plants, don your cardigan, and lie down and let this gentle and delicious album wash over you, Rob. Oh, <laughs> Can you see yourself lying down with this album or not? You know, there's lots of times where I lie down, guys. It's not just in the bathroom. What would be washing over you? <laughs> Have you ever done a lying down shower before? No. You lie down and oh god, I used to do that all the time. Very disorienting. Very, very disorienting. Don't recommend it. So I actually have a I have a, actually have a cocktail on side A, and I may have one on side B too. Oh, oh no! So side A is recommending an El Diablo. Have you guys ever had an El Diablo before? I don't think so. It's like a rare flower rising up from the California desert. It pops oh. with fragrance and color. This ruby elixir makes for easy drinking and packs delicious flavor. You guys want to know what's in it? I, of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Nah, sounds like it sounds okay. like a George O'Keefe painting so far. We have Reposado tequila. So we got tequila, Rob. Cream de cassis. I don't even know oh. what cream de cassis is. <laughs> no. Just Here shut up for a second. There is a 0% chance that Russell's going to say, oh, and then I added the cream de cassis. <laughs> Maybe he's got some blackberry liqueur or something. Fresh lime no. juice. Okay, you got it. We know oh. he's got lime juice. Oh, oh, actually, I need. 
fuck, my garnish is in the other room. I even bought it too. (laughs) Fresh ginger beer. Ginger beer. Did I say lime juice? Yeah, but say it again. You put it in twice. You put in two things of seven up. It's also a garnish with a fresh blackberry. And I actually went on and bought blackberries and they're sitting oh, in my kitchen yes. and I can't go get them and drink them. <laughs> it's I actually season, do have dude. the cream de cassis. I don't even know what it is. And I don't know when I'm ever going to drink it again, but I have it all here, right here. Cheers in this to Russell's El Diablo. Cheers. Russell turns out he's definitely allergic to cassis. Oh, it's no. It's actually a pretty good drink. Sounds good to me, man. But so I appreciated have, booze and vinyl because I couldn't tell when I was supposed to listen to this, but they gave me a little bit of advice next time I'm laying down and something's going to wash over me. So this blows my mind, Russell. Not only yeah. did you have cassis, but you have limes like at limes. your place. I bought I bought a, a little a airplane bottle of tequila because I can't do tequila. So I bought the smallest one I can. But I actually bought blackberries. I didn't even know where the blackberries were. I've never purchased them before. They were next to the blueberries. Right next to the blueberries. And they were in the and colored the berries. And the I was going to say, Russell, in my experience, they're right above the potatoes. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, no, right. no, thank you. I don't want any blackberries. I'll just go home with my bag of potatoes. I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually good. So now they try to come in. They, they come in with a lighter song, The Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. And they actually paid... I don't know who the tokens to for Lion Sleeps Tonight. Oh, there's such a good documentary about how the the, the tokens stole the backbeat for the Lion yeah, Sleeps Africa, Tonight. Right? Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. So what you're hearing here is, is this the, the second most misquoted song lyrics of all time. Second most? He says, call me when you try to wake her up. Do you want to guess what the number one most misquoted lyrics in a song ever are? Excuse me while I kiss this guy? Yep, it's excuse me while I kiss this guy from Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix, Purple Haze. I thought it would be Bingo Jet Air had a light on, but it's not. What about the, I hear, I see a, ba- a bathroom rising or the bad moon rising? A bathroom is rising? It, People think is that? that? Are you, fu- yeah. Oh, no, that's no. next week. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, <laughs> was going to say, one of my bands for next week. God damn so listen, you might say, oh, that's one of the best uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight songs I've ever heard. And eh, you're dumb shit. Okay, listen to this. It's They Might Be Giants. With The Lion Sleeps Tonight, it's a better take on a Wema Wep, a Wema Wep. It does kind of have that African bass line. Let me get down to this. So good. Sounds kind of like Wham. This is a staple at the Might Be Giants shows. Folks, go out. I'm there every show. I got my iPad Max. I am filming it. I am filming it and then immediately editing the film to make sure I got a good shot. Okay, so not a big deal. Also dancing with my arms straight out and kicking, 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 kicking. (laughs) Elbows flying. So that was a fun song, right? Great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody hurts. Almost. He does. I mean, he does really sing the hell out of this song. Like this. He does. This is great. It's hard to listen to, but he he sings the hell out of this one. I read that he originally wanted to do a duet with Patti Smith on this song. How would this have been oh. different if Patti Smith, if this was a duet with Patti Smith? I would have heard of Patti Smith then before this podcast <laughs> for sure. There's a 100 percent chance. I. I it would have been much more uh, 
flowy and hippie and you know I think it would acoustic. I think you really you know? I think it would have had some more edge to it. Maybe I mean it's kind of yeah. edgy, but I don't know. I'd like yeah, to hear it. I'd actually like to hear it. That song went out to his fans to tell him because he it was like a sincere. That's the thing about the REM is that these songs are just so sincere. He's telling them like, oh, if you have a bad day, don't worry. There's better days. And it's like, what? This is like a singer and actually, I don't know. It's just so, it's so out there for me. Rob, can you hit that clip again? Just play it one more time. Everybody I don't know if you guys heard this. One thing that's come up on a lot of episodes recently is the drum machine. And it turns out that they didn't use, the drummer wrote this song and then they didn't use him. They used a drum machine. So they, he wrote the song. They used a drum oh, machine. I can hear it. Yeah, it's very. And so this has come up a lot recently. And it, it seems like Aaron is not down with the drum machine when it comes to rock music. So what I thought we could do True. is maybe a list of the best songs ever that feature the drum machine on rock songs. So we can oh, see like what Aaron it. thinks of them. Oh, OK. All right. I, I like it. I like it, Russell. I'm sure you're going to change my mind. You always come up with some good stuff. You know what? I bet nothing beats this list. It's about, it's a drum machine. Maybe one of these will be the sneaky beat of the week. Let's see. Oh. We have five sneaky beats of the week coming up. Uh-oh. I've combined my sneaky right beat of the week any with more, the taken big more pizza. than that is just like, you're going to get sore. <laughs> well, if you're going to, if, if you're going to have a sneaky beat of the week, you're best to do it while being a sharp dressed man. This is easy top sharp dressed man. Check out the drum machine here. God, this is a good song. Yes, wow, I never would have thought about this, but yeah, of course, it's so metronomic. And you know, Russell, are you going to say the thing about the drummer? Go for it. Well, you know what his name is? It's ZZ Top. It's Frank Beard? And guess who in ZZ Top doesn't have a beard? <laughs> that guy? The guy without? <laughs> Fucking Frank Beard. No beard whatsoever. Only guy. Well, no, wonder, no wonder they essentially kicked him out of the band or he wasn't around, so they replaced him with uh, synthesizers and drum machines. Yeah. Hey, HP Beard, play those drums. Stop doing all that hanky-panky. HP Beard. <laughs> <laughs> what a callback. Next on the list is we were talking a little... Uh, what was that band? Slippery when wet. Bon Jovi, another band from this era, 1983 from Pyromania. This is photographed by Def Leppard. Check out the drum machine here. I thought wasn't the drummer from Def Leppard always famous? He was the one arm drummer. One arm. Yeah, 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 he only had one arm. Yeah. This was a drum machine on this song. I want, that's interesting. Actually, do, do we know why? Why he had one arm? He flipped over his car, Aaron. No, why they would have chosen the drum machine rather than having the drummer do it. (laughs) They essentially just replaced him with a Fairlight synthesizer, which actually, if you remember, we talked about a lot on the Kate Bush album, right? Yeah, right. And so the only thing that, uh, I think, I believe is it Rick Allen, or I don't know the guy's name. I might, yeah, Rick Allen is with the drummer for them, but they only use him for the cymbals. That's all he did on that song was playing the cymbals. Can you imagine being the drummer and that's all they let you do is play the cymbals? And you're the drummer. And you're like, if you're Aaron was on the, the podcast and couldn't talk, he could only laugh at Rob's jokes. That'd yes. be dick. <laughs> I, mean, you know, let's, I mean, let's be clear. Like, he plays the drums. Like, that guy, you know, just it's out like of that beast, song. right? Yeah, right. He's, a, he's an animal. Yeah, he's great. And he uses his feet to, you know, to, to produce everything you would never know. And, you know, but, but it's a fascinating... Thought like yeah. why would they have chosen the drum machine? There must have been something about that particular beat that they they felt like they needed it to be. Yeah, I don't. It's interesting. Must have been a sneaky beat. This is <laughs> the sneaky beat of the week. The third one. 
Next song on the list, Matt actually mentioned this guy earlier. This is from 1985, the album Southern Accents. Tom Petty, Don't Come Around Here No More. This is a drum machine. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, so good. It makes sense when you say it's a drum machine. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I mean, it's more than this one. They're going for a particular sound with that kind of echo. Like, you couldn't really get yeah. that from a live What an interesting sound, sound, though. I've never really listened to this right. song and been like, oh, what's going on? And it might make sense. So I, I read that some of the band was taking time off, and Tom Petty started working with Dave Stewart, who was with, I, be, I thought he was the with the Oakland A's. The, with the A's yeah, at the time. Yeah. The but it turns out yeah. he was actually someone from the Eurythmics. So that's oh, why kind of, of Tom Petty had a bit of a different sound. Bum, and I believe if we bum, talked about bum, this before, bum, wasn't this the bum, album where he's the the Mad Hatter and it's the Alice in Wonderland video? Yeah, Isn't that yeah. right? The scariest yeah. video and always <laughs> what would come up right after TLC video. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Another one that Matt touched on tonight is from 1987. This is U2, With or Without You. And there's this is a slow drum beat. And I think, I don't know how you could play this on the drum. It's too slow and soft, right? Larry Mullins Jr. Wait, no, that's the bass. It's like a heartbeat, right? Right. It's very minimal, yeah. A lot of, a lot of foot pedal work to get to it. I don't know. It almost kind of creates an kind of an atmosphere, if you will, right? No, definitely. Oh, God, I love that song. This one didn't make the list, but a similar one is, you guys remember the drum fill on In the Air tonight, the Phil Collins one? Yeah. Oh, yes. The whole rest of that song is a drum machine, and then the only part that's really drums is the big fill at the end. Isn't that crazy? There is a video on YouTube that's at least 10 minutes, maybe longer, of just that drum loop on loop. I dare you to go listen to it as many times as you can. It will change your whole mindset. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I saw that YouTube song... I know Matt doesn't like you too, but with or without you was actually played on two episodes of friends. And we all know that the band who starred on the friend song was the replacements, right? <laughs> yeah. So I thought we could end with a replacement song they that features the drum, the drum machine. This is within your reach from the replacements, 1983. Check this out. And that was the replacements. Uh, edited it yeah. out. Oh yeah, it's definitely, yeah. So this goes out to those dumb shit listeners who've been calling us about the replacements all the time. I've never heard this song. I do. Th- I think they went through a bunch of drummers. I wonder if they were like between drummers at this time, or maybe they were just trying to do a Prince type thing. But R- Russell, that was song. that was easily a top five list. By the way, Aaron, I looked at that video of the uh, ten hour drum fill Phil Collins collection. It's actually the number three podcast on Samsung Podcast. So <laughs> I think we're set. So if we keep striving, we're going to get there. Yeah. If it beats us, we're fucked. <laughs> Some old ass granny in her car just listening to Phil Collins for 10 hours because she can't turn it off. And all of that telling everybody else to fuck off, that's really going to backfire. We're really going to look like we got egg on our face. Listen, it's either I'm listening to this drum fill or these guys are talking about a glass toilet and AC Slater. I don't know which is better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> New Orleans instrumental, and guess what? Number one, it is an instrumental. I don't like when they tell you it's an instrumental. It's immediately like skip, skip. Yeah, it's true. I hear Sounds... some Beck in this song, Russell. Uh, you, oh yeah, with you do. Keyboards. Go back. Do 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 do. Oh, oh my I god! Hear it. I, I saw that REM released an album in 1996, "New Adventures in Hi-Fi." Um, Spin Magazine called that album the 11th best album of 1996. 
Turns out the same year, Spin Magazine called Beck's Odelay the number one album of 1996. They also called Beck the the artist of the year in 1996. So when it comes to being the most decorated artist by Spin Magazine in 1996, who did it better? Beck did it better. Ooh, that was a good one. I like that one. I like like that one. Sweetness follows. Did you guys like the strings on this? I we've talked about. I think it was this Neil Young. This is the Young guitar we, I come from. Yeah, this is the guitar I come from, right here. You like it? Oh yeah. But do you like all the strings, man, or not? I know we talked Neil Young a few months ago, where we there was too many strings, but I like the strings on this. What do I you do. guys think? I do. I like it. I, I I like the way this album. I don't like the way it sounds necessarily, but I think the vibe it's trying to go for is like almost like you're out on a misty swamp walking around and here's who it's Michael Stipe. Ah! And he's singing to you. And it kind of is like that kind of like spooky, depressing, like at a cemetery at night vibe. I think for me, a lot of this album sounds like, well, probably 10,000 maniacs sounds more like REM than REM sounds like 10,000 maniacs. And other than oh, Russell, what are you doing? Everybody. I've got a I've got a side B cocktail to get ready. Over here. Shake it CD like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, I would say yeah. you're doing the Shake side B cocktail. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. But I would say with like uh, this kind of you know churning guitar, mandolin kind of string arrangement stuff, like I'd probably rather hear Natalie Merchant's voice, even though I don't know that band that well either. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I other than a couple of tunes which we'll talk about, it doesn't really reach me. Russell's cocktail looked a lot like a cock flail. I thought there was something going on over there when he was shaking that shaker. Hey, uh, Rob, warning, I'm going to be slapping something else when this cocktail comes up. I'll oh, share no. it with you in a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You too, neighbor. Monty got a raw deal. So this is the the first side of the album is called the ride side. This is called the drive side. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the ride side and drive side. This is a song about Monty Cliff, the actor who I think was in the closet, got in a car accident, got a scripture to addicted to painkiller pills. Basically, that was his whole the rest of his time. So again, Michael Stipe bringing not a song you play like at a birthday party, I guess. <laughs> worst song on the album. Don't worst song on the album. Don't you think? You guys have any good Monty Cliff stories? Monty Cliff stories. I don't. Anybody? I do know that they used a, a bazooki, which is a Greek instrument that's famous instrument. You know, for Zorbas. Da da. All right. Da da. Neighbors are like. God damn, that guy over there rocks the bazooki. He's so good. <laughs> the bazooki. There's a bazooki on that one. When, when, when have we heard a bazooki on any album so far? Haven't had, hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. You keep saying bazooki. I don't know. What bazooki. is that? It's like the little Greek guitar. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that cookie dessert. What's that cookie dessert where they cook it up? That's a pazooki. Pazooki. Okay. Cookie mind. parade? Cookie parade. Cookie parade. Cookie parade. Cookie parade. Ignore land. Here he's where he's mad at uh, Reagan and Bush. Uh, I didn't get any of this. I mean, maybe I just, I don't know. I, 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 I felt more like mad on this one. I didn't listen to any of the lyrics. So, like, you're telling me what all these songs are about. And I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. I played it. Like, he's really, he's really pouring a lot of thought into these songs. And I, I missed it all. I honestly yeah. think that Michael Stipe, though, is one of these guys where when he writes lyrics, he can write nonsense lyrics with the best of them. He's very good at it. And he's also a guy that does not like talking about what the songs mean. 
So he's another one where when you go look, he's like, oh yeah, this was a song where uh, like night swimming, I, I switched jobs with a night watchman, but then he said he'd sue me. So I made it night swimming. And it's like, no, that's a lie. Like that's, that story is obviously bullshit. You just don't want to talk about this, like, which I get, but it makes, when you have a music podcast that is probably one of the most popular podcasts on Samsung podcast, actually, <laughs> it makes it tough to do the research for it. I think I know why Aaron might not really connect with this album and this is going to get personal, but I'm going to say it anyways. So I was reading that after this, like during this album, this is where he, Michael Stipe was starting to go bald and he was kind of yeah. famous for having long hair beforehand. And, yeah, so he starts, and so he starts getting to this age and I believe he shaved his head shortly after while they were promoting this album. So I was yeah. like, maybe Aaron had like a, a moment there where it's his, true, man. It's too much. his I don't roommate's like to think girlfriend about it. was yeah. ripping his hair. I don't like to think about it. Yeah. I've been on the same journey with Michael, so... A, a, a quarter-life crisis for those of us that are going to live long enough, right? Yeah. This is just a video of us panning, zooming out from Aaron's tear on his face, showing his bald... There's an tape. old picture of me when I did have hair where somebody told me, that looks like Michael Stipe. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You know, I was going to say it a number of times, but I didn't want... To say it, but you you got a little bit of a Michael Stipe vibe, right? With those glasses, I mean, right now, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Starby I mean, Kitten. Now for this one, they were going to call it "Fuck Me Kitten" because it's the last line of the song. But Meg Ryan came into the studio, and they were like, "Hey, we hope you don't do any more popular movies from now on." And she was like, "Okay, first of all, I'm going to take that advice. Thank you. Second of all." I wouldn't buy, be allowed to buy an album that had Fuck Me Kitten as one of the songs. So they said, instead, we're going to make the swear word star, like star, star, star. Let's star me kitten. I mean, Meg Ryan in like 94, was it like, that's that's like you got male territory, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Sleepless in Seattle, right? Just like top yeah. number powers. So what, what has she been in in the last five years? Not a lot. She got pretty messed up by some plastic surgery. She's yeah. probably been in a swimming pool full of money, just like hanging out. Mm. Yeah. Can't think of a joke for that. All right, Man <laughs> on the Moon. <laughs> I, I got to ask Matt on this one. Matt, is this on your 100 greatest songs ever or on your playlist? This is what, this has got to be on the list of greatest songs ever, right? No. Really? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> no. no. It's no. so good. It's so, like, you don't want to sing like, along with this? this? Might, well, you know the song, but I mean, like, it's kind of hokey and made for, I, I don't know. I mean... This is like a top 20 REM song. It's not even a top 10 REM song. Well, I'll tell you one guy who thought it was a top 20 REM song for sure, and that's Eddie Vedder. He actually, REM, performed (laughs) this song with Eddie Vedder. They were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eddie Vedder inducted him. Nice. I mean, who who could be better at doing the yeah, 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 yeah? Right. Eddie Vedder. Tell me, so Matt might not like it, but there's this band named Pearl Jam that should maybe be on the list. That should we all? I mean, it, I'm right? pretty sure I saw the Man on the Moon movie with Russell, and it's a strange thing, right? That it, right. should we all care more about Andy Kaufman? He has no. a whole movie no. and a song no. about him. It's so no. weird, right? Andy Kaufman yeah. is a guy who like four famous people loved, and so then we're we are objected to him constantly in popular culture. Jim Carrey loved Andy Kaufman. Jim right. Carrey was like, hey, you know what I'm not going to do anymore? Make funny movies. I'm now right. going to make a movie where I'm Andy Kaufman, who, by the way, is so rando and crazy. Like, yeah, that, that's all the humor is these days. That's Speaking all it is. Speaking of random like was, and crazy, 
Booze and Vinyl has a second drink oh, suggestion on this this album, I, uh, and this could be the last one that's in. I don't think there's I don't think there's an Arcade Fire album in this book, so it could be the last this, one we ever get to do. R.I.P. Throw Russell. that book away, then. They are suggesting no something called a Desert Derby. Have you ever had a Desert Derby before? No, don't Russell. Not. Why are you asking that question? If <laughs> never, <laughs> that, what kind of question is that? Well, Rob, you're gonna love the stuff that's in this drink. We got two ounces of rye whiskey. Oh, good start. Two dashes of bitters. Okay. Fresh red or pink grapefruit juice. Oh, Lime fruit. juice, which we discussed that I have. <laughs> A quarter ounce of honey syrup, which we've also discussed. I just pour honey and water and mix it up a little bit. And then here's where this, this really sets me apart. Uh-oh. Four Uh-oh. fresh sage leaves. Sage leaves. Fresh I thought sage. I was just going to ask you guys for some sage advice, but I actually went and purchased some sage leaves, and you're supposed to smack the last one. Ooh, clap them. Oh, yeah, yep. clap. I'm putting it in there. So Activate right now, I'm clap enjoying this Desert Derby. Derby. I love it. Wow. We must have finished the El Diablo quick. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for next week to see if Russell's still drunk from this episode. Mm, this this drink is so good it tastes like Thanksgiving. Like the this isn't a double episode recording night, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we never do that. What? <laughs> I got a text from Russell's liver. It just says help. It's so strange. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm I'm honestly I'm kind of heartbroken because you know what I just realized? Man on the moon, it's a lot like four guys on Zoom. Oh, I fucked this up. God damn it. That would have been it. <laughs> I think this album ends with three of the best songs. It, this might be the top th- last three songs that we've listened to on an album. Night Swimming is so good. Yep. Yeah, this is my. This is actually my problem with this album is I do not care about anything that comes before the first ten tracks. I don't care. I just want to get to Night Swimming. That's all, that's all I care. You about don't in this care album. about Man on the Moon either. Don't care. Nope. God, I just want to hear Night really Swimming. Really frustrating for me. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest. I just, I love this song. I, I just, I don't want to hear anything else. Gorgeous song. This was the fourth single off the album. Do you recognize this piano? you recognize this piano? Uh, from Ben Folds 5's whole This career? is the same piano that was about, I mean, it's a classic story, okay? Guy has a friend. Guy fucks yeah. the friend's wife. Yes. Guy writes a song about fucking the friend's wife. Yes. This is the piano used on Layla. Is the wow. same piano as Night wow. Swimming. The tale is old as time. Do you guys now? I'll tell you this. We have. Time. I'm going to ask you if about skinny dipping, just to warn you. Okay. Okay. My family goes skinny dipping every summer, and when I what? say family, I don't mean me and the girls and my wife. I mean me, my kids, my parents, Nuh-uh. my sister. We are all in the lake, nude once Nuh-uh. one time. A do you want to be? Are, do you want to be admitting this on the? Good yes. for you, man. That's it great. Is yeah, great. I think that's wonderful. I mean, we're that's out fantastic. there. We're night swimming like crazy, and then my dad always does the same thing: turns on the porch lights as a joke, thinks it's so funny when everything is brightly it's lit up. Be, it's got a we're disco ball. Yeah, yes, there. No. yes. <laughs> okay, actually, no, it's not funny. Okay. <laughs> there, there's probably fish biting all over the the family clan because I don't know if any of you guys are getting the, the snip down there. Are you got a bunch of fishing lures dragging around the shallow waters? Russell, I edit this out every time you ask about my gr- dad 
and nephews if they're circumcised. I edit that out every episode. <laughs> oh, Why you ask me that? Like that. Well, what is your? Well, hey, well, go back night swimming real quick. What do you got? You got a comment there that Chris Martin and Russell. Do we know who Chris Martin is yet? Did you figure that one out? I think he invented yellowtail wine. Yep. Oh. So he he said, "What did he? What did you have a note here?" I just you, Chris Martin this says up. this is the most perfect song ever. Do you guys agree, Matt? Is this on your hundred greatest? It's not, but it's going to be now. I mean, like, yeah, I agree. You got a little piano in there. You got the lyrics everybody can hear, and it's just like like Rosie said, it's just a beautiful song. So and you're thinking about definitely me going out the perfect song, yeah. going out to the dock, taking off my clothes with my mom and dad. We all jump in the water. It's so cold. There's only one ladder out. We all need to wait to get out. We all do not want to be in there very long. It's terrifying swimming at night. Night swimming. Night swimming. (laughs) I've referred to it as night swimming. Okay, we've got our castles made of sand on the beach. We're out night swimming. Have you guys ever gone skinny dipping? Russell. Okay, wait a minute. Guys, thumbs up or thumbs down. Has Russell ever been skinny dipping? What do you think? Gotta go. We got two thumbs. We got three thumbs up. Russell. Oh, that's a def. You guys don't know me well enough. That's a 100% thumbs down. I am, I am, way, too, I am way too cautious and rational to, to get caught night swimming. I just, I thought there might have been one time when you were a kid, like in a cabin or something. Maybe there would have. No, like, no. I was, I was going to go thumbs down, but I thought maybe there was one chance. It, no. I, Russell, I'll tell you what, this summer. You want in on a little family tradition, huh? You want to hang out in the water? I promise I won't swim underwater, okay? Family tradition. I won't pull what my family calls a Wilson where I swim underwater. Uh, Matt, you've ever been skinny dipping? Or Aaron? Yeah, Either one of you? Of course I have. No. I don't think, no, I don't think I have. Like, guys, Aaron yeah. hasn't been skinny dipping? I would have lost the no. house on that. I've thought for sure. <laughs> no. Not Dude. a lot of lakes in Iowa, though. No, there's only That's one. True. It was pretty gross. Yeah. Hey, the kids there. are in our pool again. stories about that one. Find the river. What's like, the, the, the thing about the night swimming would be, it's not night swimming, it's the awkward moment where everyone's getting out of the lake. That's like, that can't be a fun right. moment, can it? Russell, we're all bringing towels. You gotta leave towels. some space, it's, right? It's pitch can't get black. too close to that ladder when somebody else is crawling up it, right? <laughs> Funny story once, actually, I got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck on the ladder. You guys won't believe what happened. Listen. Mona. And banded. Created system. It was a perfect joke to do the sound stuff on. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, yeah. All right, listen. Is this album at 96? Is that a rolling well-toned? It is perfect at 96. Oh, we like it. Aaron, 96, nice. Uh, 96 is for you and the wife are done and you want to go to sleep. Back to back. All right, so here's the thing. 96, <laughs> rolling well-toned. It's right where it belongs. Shouldn't be any higher. Should be in the top 100, just God. like the caller earlier was talking about. That caller, I think, was about three hours ago. Uh, then that Very is nervous. a rolling well-toned. It's perfect at 96. This is right where this REM top album of REM should be. Is this a rolling boned? Should it have been higher? Should we have seen this album already? And when I say seen the album, I do mean seen because I've seen all the videos for this album so many times. Should we have listened to this already? Should it be at 95? It should be higher up on the list, which again is a lower number, but earlier in the podcast. So those of you that have the Samsung podcast, 
feel free to go out and download all those episodes from earlier and see, oh, is REM on here? It's, should they be on here? Anyways, you got to listen to all of them, uh, including the early ones, which I listened to, by the way, the other day, disastrous. Or is it a rolling groan? You did not like this album. Should be higher than 96. Waste of our time. Shouldn't be talking about it so much. Should be talking more about night swimming and how exactly you get out of the ladder in the dock. The key is, Russell, you bring your own towel. You got to bring your own towel. And again, don't do the joke my dad likes to do, which is throw the towels in the water. Disastrous. Very, very bad. What do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Rosie, what do you think? I don't love this album. It. Uh, hasn't been my favorite thing to listen to. I, I, like I said, it mostly was background music for me. But I, night swimming is so good. I have to give it a rolling well tone. I can't, I can't say anything but rolling well tone because of night swimming. And, uh, and Russell, we know what you think about Man on the Moon, but what do you think about the album Automatic for the People? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I, I keep just, in mind, I, I, Aaron looks a lot like Michael Stipe. So think about it. <laughs> I, I had I had a hard time with this album. I didn't really know when to listen to it. I didn't know what the vibe was. I didn't know how I was supposed to enjoy it. It was kind of somber and slow, but I, I enjoyed the strings. I thought it was interesting to listen to. But I'm going to do the very same thing that Aaron said, but the exact opposite. And to me, if you've got the song Man on the Moon on the album, it's got to be Rolling Well Tone. So we just pick it. we're picking a different song. I like I think it. There's yeah, some fun like songs in this. So I'm going to say like because of Man on the Moon, I'm going to say it's Rolling Well Toned. Matt, what do you think? Rolling Bone, Rolling Grown or Rolling Well Toned? Did that out of order. It threw me off. You guys are going to be surprised. Uh, we've got a white rock and roll band that plays a lot of alternative music where they're trying to get in touch with their feelings. So of course I like them. Couldn't be mad. I, I love this. I really wish much like, uh, I, ru- I wish I had not heard Prince's purple rain. Cause I think it ruins what I think of Prince. I don't like that song. Right. I think it's overplayed and all that. I wish I had never heard. Um, what's the, what's losing the my religion, about? losing my religion. Cause that's all I associated with REM with for a long time. I know I had monster, the album that came off, after this and I liked it. That was much more upbeat than this. I think I, I never really heard this album kind of got lost in the, in the shuffle with everything. I like this album. I think it's, uh, you know, we're kind of getting into that 100 range where, you know, should things be in the top 100? I don't know if it should be in the top 100, but for me personally, um, you know, I think it was great. I think REM is great. It's one of the highlights of listening to this, doing this whole thing for me was getting back into kind of figuring out who REM is. And so for that reason, um, I'm going to say that it's rolling well toned, but I mean, I'm not going to argue if somebody says it shouldn't be in the top 100, but it should definitely be on the list. And REM is a, has a place in uh, the rock and roll history. If you, if you want my opinion on it. So I'll say it's rolling well toned. Listen, this guys, you're wrong. This is a rolling dang it. Deep fresh on six in a row. It's a rolling deep own. If you listen to this album, I, there's so many hits on here. And I was like, oh, I love this song. I listen to this song. But when I sat down at work and I listened <laughs> to this album in a row, I'll tell yeah, you right now, tough. when you are blasting Everybody Hurts in a workplace <laughs> environment, people come over and are concerned for you. So actually, it was great for mm-hmm. me. Here I am, fully dressed as a Navy captain, playing Everybody Hurts, <laughs> getting lots of attention at work. It was great. I loved it. Next week, okay, guys. We finally get a happy album after this. This is a rolling deep breath. We have a happy album. Okay. It's about puppies and it's about training them. Yes. So sweet. So lovable. Wait a minute. Oh no. I misread it. 
It's Master of Puppets. Not Master of Puppies? <laughs> Not Master of Puppies. I've got one, Russell, if you want. Hey, wait, you go for it. It better have something to do with more power or Wilson's dick gets caught in the fence. I don't know. I gotta edit that out, don't we? I got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Oh, look at it. Look at my dad's out on the dock at night. He's having some stone fruit. It's stone fruit. Oh, never mind. We're just skinny dipping. <laughs> stone fruit? Beck did it better. And on the back, it says, we're, it's not stone fruit season. We're skinny dipping. Night swimming. <laughs> Night swimming. With disco balls. Yeah, with disco oh, balls. There's always going to be a disco ball. Always Dan, the, a night, disco the ball. night swimming works much better when you have that disco ball hooked yeah. up. Sorry, son. I've got other things going on while that disco ball is rolling. <laughs> uh.